Welcome to another episode of Positivity. Thank you all for joining. Moshi, why are so many people stuck in life? Define stuckness and what is a quick way to get above your stuckness? I, I think that the main reason why people are stuck comes back to the stories we tell ourselves. Okay, so if I tell myself that a specific part of reality is circumstance should be different or people should treat me different, that gives me all kinds of excuses to feel stuck in specific areas of my life without going into details. But it all comes down to a story that I wouldn't say all, a lot of it, most of it comes down to the stories that we tell ourselves. Oh, well, that's, that's super powerful. I did not think you're going there. I thought you're going to say that in the moment, some people have issues, they're not doing anything, but real stuckness really comes from a story in their life. How do people find that story? How do I know what story is really running my life? The decisions that I make every second of the day, how, do I, how am I able to see if this is coming from a positive story, a negative story? How can I find my story? So regardless, a positive story or a negative story, it's a, if it's a story, it's just a story. The, by definition, when we say a story, it's a, it's a story. It's not a fact. It's something I tell myself about myself, which doesn't necessarily have to be true. So now, to notice what stories are driving my life, specifically the negative ones, as you call them, is just be aware every time you feel stuck or hurt or whatever, something is going on in your life that you don't enjoy that part of your life. Stop yourself and ask yourself what's going on. And as deep as you go, you'll find that there is some kind of story. And when there is some kind of story, what is that story? And the more you'll do it, the more you'll, you'll start to see a pattern. Wow. And then you'll start to realize, oh, my story is, and this is my story when I go into my story, that I'm not good enough. And I'll never be good enough, no matter what I do. I'll never prove myself to be so the people that I'm trying to please, the people that I'm trying to make them proud of me, that, I, that they'll ever be happy with me, no matter what I do. And that's just the story. Is that the truth? I no. don't think so. But it's still sometimes, Is, like when I'm unconscious. Do you think it's it. a common problem that people have that, like trying to please other people or trying to be a certain character, and because they're not, many people jump into problems? I love to solve problems on this podcast. So... I think maybe we're going somewhere here where many people, the reason they're experiencing problems is because they're living up to a specific story and particularly, specifically trying to please people or please themselves a certain way to fit in. So, so what's the story around that person that tries to please other people? I'm asking. Um, th- I, he, for them, they're, they're never good enough. They're never at ease because they have to serve either their parents or their kids or their spouse or their friends right or society or society right so so someone being a people pleaser um comes from the same place not feeling good enough and needing to prove themselves but that happens that at some point throughout childhood you get the message that you are here to serve others and not yourself, and you don't matter at all. Like that's where the story comes in. I don't matter, I will never be good enough. And, and the person takes, on it, takes it on them that they are supposed to please everyone, and they take it as a task. Like they don't see another way out. Yeah, I wanna ask this question sarcastically, 
But the truth is, why should a person feel like they matter? Um, so I look at it like this. I didn't create myself. I have no right to say on this creation that I that this creation is not good enough the way it is yeah. or that this creation doesn't matter. Like, I feel like I'm kind of betraying God, Hashem, mm -hmm. when I say this. Like, I didn't create me. I didn't make me. And everything that's in the past, the fact that I can't change it, proves me that it's supposed to be like that. The only time when I have choice, Bechira, right. is in the present. Right? So everything that is including me, including my past, and the things that I'm ashamed of or feel guilty for, <laughs> all of it's that... It's all you. Right? All of that is good enough. Because for God it is good enough. Because right. if not... He would fix me, <laughs> right? Because he can. It's so beautiful. That's beautiful. Right? So when I don't feel good enough, it's not him saying it. <laughs> it's me saying it. And I have no right to do that. Wow. You're bringing me awarenesses as we speak. Because I, I asked that because there was an inner part of me that had that question. Technically, why am I needed? What, what am I doing? But you, you, like you're saying that it's just so perfect. And the fact that we're here means that we, we do have a mission. What, what Taka is a story? And I think that the quickest way to define it, if you want, I'll give you a chance afterwards, but I think that stories is basically most of the stories created within childhood early on, even later on as we're a teenager, Bukharin Yeshiva, and there we have the way our parents treat us. I'm going to go right ahead and say because of how their parents and grandparents treated them. Then we have our teachers, our environment, create a story about who we are, what we need to do, how we need to protect ourselves. That little brain of ours as a kid tells us that, you know, either we're too chubby or too skinny or too short, so now we have to pretend a certain way. Does this define our story and then define our decisions? You're asking me if that happens yeah. or, or if that's the Or truth. what would you define the story? If somebody says so, now, what's my story? How do they define define their story? Right. So, as I said earlier, to, to, to define what's your story is to go back and, and see whenever, whenever you struggle, Patterns. what's really going on, and until you find a pattern. Okay. Um, but how stories create. What is the story? Um, first, you said parents. I would, I would rather choose the word care, caregivers. Oh. Okay? Because it could be parents, but it could also be... Uh, someone that didn't have somehow parents, I don't know, they grew up uh, in a shelter, whatever. But, uh, uh, but it's also teachers at a young age and, and all that, like all care caregivers, caregivers. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and then there's also the, the element of the story, I lost chain of thought. So a story You're saying how a story gets yeah. created. So so it, uh, I I touched the point that it's not only parents, it's caregivers and a story gets created when something I would say traumatic to some extent happens. Mm. Okay? And it happens in childhood. Oh, I remember the second thing I wanted to say is that you said also maybe early on yeshiva or something like that, it usually doesn't create at that time a new story. 
you can at that time become aware of a new story that you've never been aware of. We're also of. living the story that started early on. Right, so but I think all stories kind of, that's what okay. I think, I might be wrong. Really happen. Uh, 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 get created the message that we, uh, that I'm not good enough or that uh, whatever story it may be, it, it happens in the early on, really mm-hmm. in childhood. Okay. Um, so the story is basically um, that... For example, someone sees their parents fighting because the child loves both and they can't understand because they're a child. So they don't understand what's going on. They don't understand adult fights. They have no idea what's going on and they love both parents. The only thing that they see is I love my father, I love my mother and they're fighting. So it must be because of me. Wow. Okay. Because it's too painful to accept the truth for the truth which is that they are fighting and it has nothing to do with me and they should go to a therapist or for whatever or to whoever to heal their emotions and deal with each other yeah. in a better way and not fight in front of me like that. But, the, but it's too painful for them to acknowledge that for a child. So the child takes it on themselves. It's their own fault. And this is where guilt and shame starts to build up, right? On, and this is where a story happens. The story is that... It is my fault that my parents fight. And the story could go something like, people always fight because of me. There is no peace around me. And then because the, st- the child believes that story to be the truth, it's going to reappear in their life again and again and again. Right. So this is what creates a story. Basically, that's what they saw as a child. And they saw a specific story, let's say, of their parents fighting or not feeling safe at home or having an issue at school. Sometimes people, sometimes kids have a good parents, the best parents, but they have issues at school. So they right. feel that the entire world is competitive. They have this competition and it's just so... So whatever the kid experiences, because there could be two kids in the same situation and right. one kid tells themselves that fights happen because of me. And the other kid, for example, says, like right. you touched a good point, you said safety. The other kid doesn't feel safe and right. they tell themselves, I could never feel safe. Right. So going further on in life where they both live their stories, they both have two different stories, two different experiences. This person is struggling with feeling safe because their story is that I can never right. feel safe. And this person struggles with peace. And everywhere he looks, he sees fights. Right. right. And why is it that we take this responsibility? I had one of the biggest realizations in my life this, this weekend, this Shabbos. I noticed that physically I detached from, my, from, the, from the way my parents deal with each other. I have the sweetest parents. They get along very well. But I, I felt like I took responsibility, as you just said. And I felt... And you were the oldest. You are the oldest, yes, right? Yeah. Which adds to that. Correct. To this Shabbos, for the first time, I noticed that, yes, physically, I'm not engaged in their story. But mentally, I'm still there. I'm still worrying if they're getting along or not and what they're doing. Or trying to be sometimes to, to protect one another. And, and then I was like... I really have to mentally detach from this. There is no reason that I'm caring so much. My question is, why? Why do kids get so attached to that story? Why do they take it on as if it's their problem? So it it comes from a place of loving the parents so much. And as I said, I, I can't see the painful truth as the truth, which is, 
that it's not my responsibility and it's fully their responsibility wow. because that wouldn't make sense to me. Then why are you fighting if it's nothing so, about me? So, so there must be something wrong with me. And I don't even and care why? what it but, is. But, but why? What is, why is the me? mechanism? I don't know. But why is the, that the mechanism? Like, shouldn't it be different? Shouldn't the kid be able to, to yes, detach mentally? I think it's because kids are naturally born with the sense of everything revolves around me. That's how every child, you'll see, every child, how do they express themselves? They want something, they'll let you know, yeah. and again and again until you give it to them. Yeah. And if you don't, what do you see? A tantrum, tantrum right? Yeah. And this is with every single child in the world. Okay. Right? What does that mean? They're entitled. Wow. They <laughs> want to take control. They're a child, a in person, their element. a human gets into this world thinking that everything is about me. It's my life and everything revolves around me. And wow. everyone here is everyone is here to support my journey. Yeah. I, I also had one of the biggest realizations. And this we learned weekend. throughout life that it's <laughs> I have my journey and I can respect that, but you have yeah. yours and everyone has theirs. Right. I, I had also one of the biggest realizations in my life this weekend that Kids are not what we think they are. They're so much smarter, so much brighter, so much more intelligent than we think. I have a seven-year-old brother. I see daily, the kid is as smart as I am. Not, no difference. He reads the same books that I read. He, reads, he, he does the same games. He wins me at, at Rummy. And, uh, so I'm not saying I'm the smartest person, but he's not the stupidest person in the room. And I think that that's just a for me growing up. I always thought that as a kid, I'm supposed to be halfway stupid or something because I'm not yet developed. I think that this is also parents have a certain way of pressing down on their own children just so they feel more. So they say, you know, like go find a pillow and punch that, not your kid. So my question is for people listening to this, and I know that I've done a lot of work to 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 try to be a better parent for when I become. Uh, married and I and I have children for a parent listening to this and saying oh my god like wow look at how these kids take stories seriously what can a parent do how should they treat their child I know it's a big question but what is a proper way to emotionally treat a child a few tips if you can touch on so first of all uh, when it comes to emotions a person when do you feel comfortable to open up your emotions to someone when they're accepting exactly so when do you know if they're accepting okay this is your assumption right yeah and why do you assume that someone is accepting because they've made you feel comfortable that makes sense yeah okay so for example if i want my children to if i want to provide them a safe a safe space where I want to let them know that this is a space that you could feel safe to express whatever it is that you want to express. And by safety, I mean you won't be judged. I won't get angry. Okay? This wow. is your safe, your safe space where you can express yourself. I need to focus on how can I provide that message besides just saying these words. Hey, kid, come here. You can always tell me whatever you want. But that kid knows that if I'm going to tell my father X, <laughs> Y, and Z, my father's going to, I don't know, bust. Right. So 
your words are one thing, but your actions are another thing. So I really need to be, as a parent, I need to be very aware of providing that safety that when I'm noticing this kid is now expressing what they're feeling, I need to respect that this is what they're feeling. I can't change a feeling. I can't even change my own feelings. This is what I feel. This is the fact. I need to notice it. I need to acknowledge it. I need to express it. I need to heal it. But this is what I feel. So this is what my kid feels. I can't be angry or triggered in any kind of way that my kid feels something that I don't like that they feel that way. This yeah. is what they feel. Yeah. Right? So this is the step number one. So when, so if a parent finds themselves in a situation where they realize that their own kid might go into a whole story because of their own emotional struggles that they have with themselves or with a spouse and they want to know how to deal with it, the first thing is to notice that the kids make it always about themselves. And if that's the case for a parent that wants to know, okay, what can I do now, is to go talk with that kid and to take responsibility, take ownership, own up to whatever mess is going on, that it's my mess. It's my mess. Wow. We both, parents, we both love you. It is not your fault. It's my mess. And we're dealing with it. Like, I'm aware that it's not supposed to be this way. And you mentioned that, that we undermine kids. Like, we think that they don't understand. Oh, they, they understand. I remember as a kid how much I understood. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. And now I'm an adult and I have this tendency to treat kids as if they don't understand. And I stop myself. I'm like, I know what I understood. Right. I wasn't stupid. This, these kids are not stupid. You no. were talking about your brother. Your brother is the youngest, yeah. right? And he's growing up with basically adults. Yeah. That also adds a lot. Right. Right? So he's way more exposed to adult life than you, than you were. Right. Right? I do want to share a story that touches my heart on many levels. Um, my brother, as you mentioned, he's very smart. Growing up with, adu with adults. Um, a few months ago, he came to me with a list showing me all the names in our family and everybody and also guests that come to our family, friends, whatever. And he was showing me that this one has three points, five points. He likes this one like this much, this much. Somehow I ended up on the bottom of the list. I'm at the bottom of the list. You know, basically he said, you're not available for me. You don't play with me. You don't put me to sleep. You're... And uh, I, it bothered me a lot. Like, why am I bothered? I'm a good person. Like, why? I didn't tell him anything because I, I, instead of saying, I think what a lot of people say, you, you know, what do you mean? You know how much I care for you? You know how much? Because that's what my mind told me. You know how much I've given you over the years? I said, let me make an effort. No problem. I'll give you, I'll put you to sleep every night. I'll give you 10 minutes of quality time. We can talk. So you were listening to his requests Listen. without him even requesting it. Yes. Yes. Right? So he said, you don't put me to sleep. That's how I know you. That's why you're on the bottom of the list. Yeah. And you were like, okay, so this is what you want. Right. Okay, exactly. Smart. Thank you. And after a while, we also added, he said, you know, you only spend time with me when you put me to sleep at night. I also want to spend 10 minutes of quality time. He already knows that that's his love language, by the way. Wow, smart. So kid. he said, Let, let's spend 10 minutes of quality time. So I said, no problem, let's spend 10 minutes of quality time. Um, now, what I noticed with this is not just how much it helps him and how happy he is when I spend this time with him, 
playing a game every day and putting him to sleep and waiting till he falls asleep because kids by nature are afraid of going to sleep. They understand that when they're awake, they have their parents. And when they go to sleep, everything goes bye-bye. It's scary for them to go to sleep. We have to comfort them. We have to you show think, them safety. You think all kids have that? No, by the way. A lot of kids do. My, my other brother used to just go into bed. He wasn't really afraid. But mm -hmm. in, in, it's, there are studies that show that kids, generally speaking, are afraid of going to sleep. Mm -hmm. Because they know that their parents is everything they have. And it's going kind of to like sleep, I'm dying tonight it, again. Yes. Yeah. It's very interesting. So I played with him 10 minutes a day. Um, obviously, a few days, it, it's, sometimes it's difficult, but I try not to miss a day. And I didn't, I didn't see what it does. After a few months of doing it, I notice how this 10 minutes that I give him and the time that I put him to sleep is really working on my little Ellie, that little boy and her child that also needs quality time. When I give him the quality time, because I don't use my phone at this time. I don't look at my phone, I use it. That's quality time. This is really quality time. I give it to him all the way. And I think that's super powerful. Sai, I'm saying the story because I'm giving to him more than everything, than anything I was giving for myself. And the results are in. Yesterday I saw his report card and I am the second on the list. One wow. after my father, I am the second on the list. You leveled up. I leveled up. And I'm saying it because I took pure responsibility of his request. Not guilt tripping him and telling him, what do you mean? You know how much I did for you and how I buy you stuff and I made and you I breakfast that day. That. I just said, let me see what I can change. And now I am the second on the list after my father. Wow. I am so proud of myself for this step because you know why? Because now I know that I can have children. Yeah. Till now... I did not I did not know it. Right. Now I know it. So it, it's it's just a, an amazing story because this is this is this is the the foundation of human beings, this foundation of Claudius rule. We can treat our kids that way. If we can heal our own problems, patterns and stories, mm -hmm. we can have a beautiful, beautiful generation. And it's already happening, by yeah. the way. There's so many beautiful, nice people out there. Mm -hmm. So it, it just touches my heart. Yes. And I think the most inspiring part of this whole story was the point that we both mentioned already, that you took his message that he wasn't even giving you direct like he was just in a complaining mode yeah. he was telling you you are in the bottom of the list because you don't provide me x y and z and you took that as like oh now i know what you need right and he didn't know what he needed even right at the time so now this bring and you also mentioned the 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 like your instinct to say what are you talking about? You know how many things I do for you? Like, right? Mm -hmm. And and this both of these bring me to talk about the five love languages, right? We we spoke yeah. a lot about this. And how I understand this, it's like this. So there are basic five love languages. Every person has a primary, some ha even have a secondary, but everyone likes all five right. to some extent. Um, but there's always the primary. Now, for someone to figure out what their love language is. There is a few ways. One of them is to see how they complain about someone that doesn't love them. For example, if I would tell my father, I don't think you love me because you don't spend enough time with me, right? Wow. I would realize on that, that, oh, wow, my quality. love language is quality time. Or my father would be able to realize from that that this is what I need, right? Yeah. Um, or if my little brother would tell me, you never 
you never, you never put me to sleep or you never pick me up or you never... I know, they want physical touch, right? Yeah. Um, so... Like, if we can touch on the five love languages, because probably a lot all of five? people don't know. Okay. No, if you can say what they are. Okay, so all five la- love languages are in no, no particular order. Yeah. Um, words of affirmation. Which means... Which, which means, like, to give... It's not only compliments, it's also recognition. It's also, I'm proud of you. By the way, let's back up a second. The five love languages mean that every person has a, a language on how they receive love. And, and usually, how they speak love, right. usually, oh, naturally. Yeah. But if I want to show you love, if I'm going to be focused on giving you love the way that I feel love yeah. with my primary love language, I might not fill up your love cup right. because you might have a different love language. Right. For example, if I'm quality time, if my primary love language is quality time, I would love to spend time with you. And if right. I want to make you feel loved, if I really want to make you feel loved, I, re- I need to know first what is your love language right and then here oh it's words of affirmation so i gotta step out of my comfort zone and push myself to give you words of affirmation even if i'm why i'm saying step out of my comfort zone because even if i'm not used to do it right and in the book from gary chapman the five love languages he says that it it's as hard as learning a new language. That's why he calls it love languages. It's wow. as hard as calling as, as learning a new language. So the five la- so languages. So the five languages are words of affirmation, which is not only compliments, it's also compliments, but it's it's like I'm proud of you, or like I love sitting with you. Okay. It's like when you're around, I'm happy. Right. Okay. When I see you when I see you sleep, I know that you're resting. I'm like I'm my it warms my heart. Oh, wow. Like all these kind of small messages doesn't have to be like wow like okay. i'm going crazy right yeah it small messages but consistently okay. if you want to make that person feel loved um the second would be receiving gifts right no need to explain people like gifts even someone that is a millionaire wow and they bring home a flower that they saw on the street that's an example that gary yeah. gives in his book i think if i remember correctly yeah. i've read it a few years ago um, that would also count as a gift because it's not so much about how much money I spent. It's more that the thought. Right. I saw this flower. I was thinking of you. So wow. I plucked it and I, bring, I brought it home to you. But again, if I'm a millionaire and I only bring you free stuff, you're going to be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Because you're like, let me see you spend some money on me. But if I buy you a nice watch and I buy you a car, and I bring you home a flower that didn't cost me anything, not even one penny, that would all count. All of them would count. The house, the car, and the flower. Right. Right? Because then you would see he really means it. He thinks of me, right. and he thinks what I would enjoy, and he brings it home to me. Okay. So that's the second one. The third one would be physical touch. Um, this could be, this, this is not only for between spouses right. and nothing related to... Uh, sexual intercourse or anything intimacy it's a physical touch could be a hug physical touch could be like a fun fight how we used to call it in a right Uh, right? Uh, 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 wrestling so many kids and adults so many people love it they enjoy it specifically with the people they love yeah right like they want to have like hey mm." yeah like you know these people that when you talk with them they're like always touchy 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 (laughs) this is probably their love language Right. right right i'm not so much right um I do enjoy a good hug, right? Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, "Hey, take your hand over my shoulder." Right. Like you know, these people that put their hand on your shoulder like, right, when right, they right. talk to you, and like, yeah. hey, take it off. So, so for some people, this is the way that they 
and receive love. Right. This right? is their, their primary love language. I also learned that you can say, let's say, I tell you through a text where she's sending you a hug. Right. Will fill that that physical that touch language. need, yes, right? Correct. Because it maybe I didn't even maybe I didn't get. And again, we'll come back to the same concept. If I'll only do physical touch through non-physical ideas, for example, sending you a hug through a text, yeah, then the text won't count. But if I give you every time I meet you, I give you a fair amount of physical touch, yeah, and then when we're not together, I send you through text, that would count, right? Right. Okay, so that's so that's three. a third. The fourth would be um, quality time. Right, as we discussed already. We discussed. And quality five, time, you mentioned that point, uh, and I think it's very important, is undivided attention. Literally like our conversation right now, there is nothing that would stop us right now besides an emergency, yeah. right? Okay? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to look on my phone. I've got, I've received a few messages since this started. Your phone fell down, I think. <laughs> yeah, right? car keys, yeah. Oh, whatever, something fell down. You didn't even turn around to see what happened. Right. Right? Like, we're giving each other now quality time. For a reason, but that's an example of quality time. And it's like, I give my time to you. Right. I want to spend it with you. There's also so many ways in quality time. For example, I can go to dinner with you. Right. I can watch a movie with you. And right. that's not like, it's not like that we're having a conversation, but I'm doing it with you. Instead, instead of wow. telling my spouse, for example, um, tonight is my, I, I, I want to watch a movie. That doesn't mean that, like, if, if you need space, that's one thing. But I'm not talking about that. Like, for someone that thinks that if I'm watching a movie, I'm anyway not spending time with you, so we'll do quality time later. No, this right. can also be quality time. But again, if I only spend quality time with you when I'm eating dinner and when I'm watching a movie and when I'm going for a walk and when I'm doing some art, and we all do these things together, but I never just sit down and spend time with you without watching a movie, without doing anything, just me being with you. Right. And and I'm not talking only in a physical sense. I'm talking about me being with you, like like I'm here with you now. Like I hear you, Even you hear phone, me. Mostly. Right, like that's quality time right. because it doesn't have to be physical. Time. It's spending time together. I hear you. I hear your needs. I validate what you feel. Like I'm with you. I understand you, and you you do the same to me. And that's how we connect. And that's quality time spent together. Wow. So that's for the fourth love language. The fifth acts of service is acts of service. So, so for example, um, let's say some people have a house chores. It's said, it's yeah. Pronounced. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so basically, washing everyone, dishes. Yeah. So everyone laundry. has a job right. in the house. So, for example, if it's your job to wash the dishes and my job to wash the laundry, yeah. Or like, let's say we sh we take shifts of days, whatever. It doesn't matter. And it's your turn to wash the dishes, and you come home from work. And you see the dishes are wa are washed, and you're like, "Who washed the dishes?" And I'm like, "I did." And you're like, "You know that it was that it's my day." I I'm not complaining, but I'm just like, "You didn't have right. to." I and I'm like, "Yes, I know. I didn't do a mistake. I did it on purpose. I love you." And I did. You I cared. Same. I cared for you. I did you an act of service, right. giving somebody and a for ride. Someone, yeah, exactly. It could be so many things. For someone that this is their primary love language, you just filled their cup up so much that it right. poured over like Abdullah. Right. Right. So everybody has their love language, a way that they receive everyone, love. Everyone likes all five. Right. Oh, okay. So, but everyone has a primary. Right. Some people also have a secondary, which means for me, it's like this. I have a primary and then the rest are, the, re the, 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 the other four are on the same level, basically. Ah. Maybe one a little bit above the other, but not like nothing comes close to the first one, to the primary. Yeah. 
Some people will tell you, I have two that are primary. Right. And the truth is, whenever I went into conversation with people, at the end, we came to an understanding that there is a primary and a secondary, and then the rest, the three left, are on the third level. Right. Okay? Interesting. So some people have a secondary, some people, for example, I don't have a secondary. I have a primary and the other four. Wow. And we need all five to feel loved. But if I give you only four and not my primary, not your primary, it's still not gonna you, you will not feel loved even if I give you the four. Wow. And if I give you only the one that you need and not the other four, you will feel loved, but maybe not completely. Wow. Right? Specifically, uh, but if you have a secondary, I'm going to have to give you the two, the primary and the secondary, and then the other three not, you'll also feel loved, but not completely. This brings me to the whole point why I started this conversation. I, you tell me, you know, you never wash the dishes when it's my chance. You don't show me that you love me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know how much I do for you? You know, I give you hugs. You know, I spend time with you. You know what I did for you, X, Y, and Z. And I have so many things, a whole list of things of how I feel loved yeah. that I did for you because I love you. And yeah. it is true. Because I love you, but I did it, what's love for me? What's my language? And then when you express that you don't feel loved by me, instead of taking it as a message and be like, oh, hold on, let me listen. Between the words, what is he saying? He, yeah, he's saying he doesn't feel loved and he's complaining, but what's the message? The message yeah. is he's telling me why he doesn't feel loved and now I can notice something. I can be like, oh, wow, he wants me to do acts of service. Okay, let me learn how to do it. I don't know. I've never, this is not my love language. I'm not used to it. Right. It's a step out of my comfort zone, but I'll do it because I love you and I want to show it to you. Right. Right. So people have to learn to give the people around them, children, spouse, or even parents, to learn or love a neighbor. languages. It doesn't matter. Right. A, a workmate. To give them what they want. And the most importantly is that we have the ability, of course, to give ourselves this love that we need. Whether it's quality time, and if it's touch, you give yourself, you can go like this and give yourself. I have found for me that if I want this specific love language of touch, I just spend time alone. I'll spend, I'll go down, I'll go lay on the couch with a blanket, and that will feel to me like touch because the blanket is touching me. That gives me that language. Um, but I noticed that the love language is something that's very important and I can give it to myself. We actually discovered recently that I went basically from my love language that I thought was words of affirmation, like compliments and stuff like that, to quality time. My real love language is quality time. I didn't even know it because I, feel, I felt like I just didn't give it to myself. I never Which can happen it. a lot because for, like if, if I have an emotional right. uh, 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 need for validation, right mm -hmm. nothing related to my love language could be yeah. because of a childhood trauma it could develop as my strongest need and i think that this is my love language it's just a need a, some, something right. that i need to heal and when i heal that i'll discover that my primary love language is not right. even that my primary love language is quality time right so i'm thinking now a lot of people that listen to my podcast i know that are um they are single parents and it's i know that it's pretty difficult for them and I feel like this is helpful for them because sometimes they have a child that they buy them a lot of things or whatever. You, you have to know maybe he doesn't want gifts. That's not his way. Maybe he just wants quality time. Maybe he just wants a hug or she, whatever. So I'm glad that we shared this because this helps so many people on different levels. Right. Um, I want to touch you on the story. Touched, you also yeah, touched the see. point of giving yourself. Yeah. Um, and you, you talked about physical touch. Physical touch itself could be, okay, quality time is easy. Like you could right. do... 
So you do so many things anyway where you spend quality time with yourself. For example, if you watch a movie, you, you, you just did quality time with yourself. For me, well, how I understand, like if I want to show myself, if I want to give myself intentionally quality time and I go watch a movie, I just do it with intention. I do the same thing. I just do it with intention. Meaning to say, before I watch the movie, I make it conscious within my head ah. that I'm going to watch the movie right now yeah. because I want to spend time with me. Right. And I'm giving that to me. Okay, so for example, physical touch could be so many ways. You could go to a massage, right? right? You're providing to yourself something that you know that you need. And right. you're giving it to you from a loving place. Right. The whole point is intentional, conscious. Right. That's it. Beautiful. I love that. Um, Hebre, give yourself love. That's the, that's the message here. Yeah. We all live and breathe on love. People die from not getting love. It's scary. Two, we need two love. Biggest, uh, uh, um, two biggest... Things that feed us, that motivate us, oh, okay. that, that, that like makes us as humans do anything. Yeah. The two biggest motivations okay. are one of two. Sometimes it could be both. Okay. It's love and fear. Wow. And most people yeah. are driven, driven. The word I was looking for is driven. Yeah. We are driven by fear and, and love. Most people today are driven by fear. Right. And specifically, if you look around, I don't know if it's intentionally or not. We can go into theories, but yeah. I don't know for a fact if it's intentional or not. But like, for example, the, the media is like very focused on putting the humans fear. into a fear state of mind. So that's how we can easily control you. Right. Right. Wow. Um, nice. Uh, I want to touch on something that's so important. Uh, Almost everybody that I speak to and the comments that I get from this podcast or on social media, people that I meet, um, and I'll share a personal story that I had so people can understand because everybody has something, I feel like everybody has almost something that they're going through and the way that you, the way that you answered to me when I called you with this problem was just really refreshing and very informative and it really helped me a lot. So... I called you um, saying that I wasn't really feeling well. Um, I was having, this was two, three months ago, I was having uh, COVID and I was feeling dizzy. I was very, very uncomfortable. And I remember complaining to you, I called you and I said, you know, Moshi, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, I'm so uncomfortable. Was that so a conversation painful. while I was on the way to you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was, I was just really, really fed up. Really. No, I was just in a dark place. I wasn't feeling well physically. I wasn't feeling well emotionally, mentally. I was just really not happy. And the way you answered this was by saying, okay, so Ellie, you have a specific way that you want to feel. You don't have it yet. Therefore, you are upset. To me, this was, wow. This was, this was game changing. Because it was so true. So what was the, your realization? The realization was that the suffering that I created was based on a specific time, on not trusting Hashem, first of all, but also on a specific time and outcome that I wanted. And because I didn't have it, because I couldn't accept what was in that moment, therefore, I was struggling so much more. So the resistance to what actually is, is in the reality correct. made you suffer. Correct. So it wasn't the reality that made you suffer. Right. It was your resistance to it. Right. Right? Right. 
And this, I feel like, is the story for most people in the world. We all have a story. And sorry for your pain. I know it sucks. Whatever it is that you have, whatever it is, it's a family or it's health or it's a cry or it's money, people are struggling. I speak to people every single day. It's tough. It's tough. I'm sorry. But there is always resistance to that story that is causing so much more pain. Now, after we had the conversation, it's not that I healed. It's not that nothing changed, but my mindset changed. The attitude changed. The direction now changed. So I want to help people with this podcast. And I feel like this is something that if I can explain to people that, yes, it's tough and it's difficult and but stop having so much resistance. And I know saying it is, yes, stop having. I want to say stop. Try, try having less resistance to your situation and therefore you'll be able to actually see what are the practical measures like what can you actually now do to be productive because you're not in a place of lack or complaining or or just close-minded or just locked in your house and not doing anything now you're actually opening up to something so i wanted to thank you for that that realization and if there's anything you want to add, yeah. you can add. So, so this whole concept I've learned mostly from a book. It's called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Yeah, I started reading it this Shabbos. Yeah. So oh, thank amazing. you. It's very interesting. The first I few personally, pages. <laughs> yeah, it is. The whole book is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a very easy read. It's a big book, but it's an easy read. Mm-hmm. It's mostly stories. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very informational, clear, and engaging. It's interesting. Okay. It, uh, like I've just recently uh, introduced it to someone, someone mm-hmm. very close to me, and I, to be honest, I was shocked that person read it in six days. My assumption before wouldn't even take me close to that, but that person was like he told me, like I'm addicted it to was this addicted. book, wow. and they're reading it now the second time. Wow. Okay. Anyway, but the book is this is mostly where I got this information from. The book is called Loving What Is because that's the idea, to learn to love what actually is instead of resisting it. Um, And she states in the book that all suffering, like she makes that huge statement, that all suffering are the resistance to the reality. And it's never the reality itself. And where I've seen it firsthand, one of the many times that I've experienced it with things that I've been suffering and realized, oh, I'm suffering. And then I was open to challenge myself on it. And I realized, yeah, it is my own resistance to the reality that makes me suffer now. That like whatever I'm feeling that not good feeling is because I'm resisting reality. And if I could surrender to reality and see it yeah, for what, what it is, right? So one of the few times that I remember right now is a is, is a very powerful experience which was during chemo yeah. so for those who don't know i've had chemo a few months ago and baruch hashem i am healthy baruch and hashem. clean forever yeah thank you so during chemo i i took chemo for a while and it was hard it's very heavy on the body. Like I'm, I was physically weak. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the hair falls out because of that. Right? right. It's very hard on the body. That's that's why they give it to people with cancer. It it burns the cancer, right? Like it eats it up. It kills it. 
so during that time, it was really hard. And I've heard that concept that, and she also talks about it in the book, that through physical pain, people would, people would say that, okay, I hear the concept of loving what is, but through physical pain, you have physical pain. That's the reality. It is, I am suffering physically. So she mentions that, and it's a very sensitive thing. A lot of, pe a lot of people are not going to be able to hear this now from me, but I'm going to say it regardless. She says that physical pain, the suffering, is that we resist when it's going to end. We want it to end now. So for me, the message that I took out is like this. So I am now five weeks into chemo, and I still have four weeks to go. Okay? I, I had nine weeks of chemo. So in my head, I, oh, I'm still going to feel like this for four weeks. Another four weeks? I can't, right? And I stopped myself. Who said I can't? That's number one. But number two, I have another question. The way that I feel right now, if I know for a fact, like I feel miserable, I feel really bad, I want this to end right now, I can't take it anymore. But if I know that this is going to end, I know for a fact, no doubt, that this is going to end within the next seven minutes on the clock. Hmm. Will I be able to make this next seven minutes like nothing, <laughs> as if I'm fully healthy? Like, yeah, I'm strong Hell enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm strong enough to do this. Like, what, seven minutes? Hmm. Who can't, wow. right? Or any other physical pain? I've done it with the chemo. I've yeah. done it. I've done it with the with the toothache as yeah. well. I'm talking about crazy toothache. Actually, here I don't have that tooth anymore. Like, this is. Yeah. We're talking about really, really crazy. Yeah, I remember you were going for months. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as soon as I was like, so if I know it's gonna finish in ten seconds, I would, I wouldn't even know that I'm suffering. Not only that, the people outside of me wouldn't see that. Like, it has a physical effect on me. But even myself, I myself wouldn't even notice. I wouldn't even be suffering. I would be okay. I would be able to focus because I know in 10 seconds it's gone. So now that I assume that it's going to go for however long I think it's going to go, because the doctor said it's going to take another yeah. four weeks. Or uh, because that's why I don't have the coitus. Because I'm like, up. another four weeks suffering like this, this uncomfort. But if I know it's finishing in 10 seconds, I can be... So if I can handle it's another, all your knowing of or thinking of what exactly. So if I know I can handle another ten seconds, let me only handle a ten second period at a time. I so have I'm to not. give an example. Like for all the singles out there, and they want to badly get engaged. If yeah. you know that tomorrow or right. even next week you get engaged, you'd be perfectly fine right now. You would take a trip now. You would chill. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Wow. You would enjoy the next few days knowing, okay, this is my last few days single. Let me just, right. I don't know, have fun. So it's and I'm not I'm knowing get. the end. So it's basically, it's and, all on the it's mind. More, it's more than not knowing. It's because we don't know, we go into a story. That's probably going to take another year or so yeah. or whatever. We're not I might, I might go into a story that it's going to take another month. You might go into a story that it's going to take another six months. And someone yeah. else might go into a story that's going to take another day. They might probably not suffer. And then there is someone that goes into a story that is going to take another 10 years or maybe forever, right? right? And that's probably how much they're suffering, depending on, on the, the person struggling Beautiful. and suffering. Beautiful. Wow, thank you for sharing. So a, a little bit of an introduction. 
because Moishi, we didn't do an introduction, but uh, Moishi is a good friend of mine that I know him already for, I think, over five years now, about five years, um, and came into my personal life like a, like a malach, because I, I felt lost. I didn't know anything. I was very immature, I would say. I had a lot of things that I suffered and struggled with. Um, regular life, nothing in particularly, just life. I wasn't feeling uh, uh, motivated and, and happy and complete. And I remember having conversations with Moishi. So this is actually a free gift to all of you because I'm introducing you to Moishi because he was a gift in my life and helped, really helped me grow. And I remember him taking me out from a job into a business from being unhealthy and overweight, Moshi. Do you remember how much Business. I weighed? I mean, do you remember how much I weighed? I was huge. And he would take me on walks every day. We would meet up, go to Brooklyn me, Bridge Park. You were telling me, I'm, I'm learning to accept myself as I am. Yeah. And, right? And love yeah. it. Yeah. And did you ever love that? No. Love that you were so overweight? No. Right? No. So loving yourself was yeah. like giving yourself what Correct. you needed. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And I lost a lot of weight. I remember one of the things that we did together was create a list, a plan, and a plan of action of, of things that I will do every single day. It was a list of 15 things. I think I still have that list of how I turned my life around, literally from being this chubby, miserable, unhealthy, poor person to being who I am now, considerably with a successful business, healthy, energized, happy, clear, clear in my mind. And he still is a good friend of mine. And uh, so he actually is now a coach open to the public and you can call him at any time and you, get it, you can get a 20 minute free session um, and just have a conversation with him. That's, that's how I started. I just called him and I said, Moishi, you know, there's a few things in my life that are not going well. And he very well pinpointed that. So, you know, that being said, make sure you follow him on Instagram where he puts out motivational videos or even on WhatsApp uh, status. Uh, we'll post the link and the number on the bottom. Um, great value. This guy helped me a lot, still does, and is a great friend. And whenever I have a problem, let's just say I call him a couple of minutes later, that problem is no more a problem. Because as he just explained in the conversation that you're listening, once you have these specific tools and techniques of understanding how life wor works and the things that happen in general, um, then you... <laughs> Did you introduce me to law of attraction? I think, I think so. so, yeah, wow. Well, once you have these specific tools, your life changes forever. So I wanna to touch on the water story because this story stayed with me forever and I use it now whenever I talk to somebody. And then I wanna talk about manifestation because I think that affirmations, manifestation, law of attraction is really the way, to, the quick way to get every single listener. It's the only way. At, yeah, the only way, because everything is an attraction. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the quickest way to help all of you listeners. The story with the water is we were by Brooklyn Bridge Park and you were telling me, Ellie, what's water? And I said, what do you mean? Water is water. And like, well, yeah, but what is it? I said, it's wet, but what's water? I said, I don't know. And he's like, you tell me like, you see how quickly, how quickly you gave up on a simple question? I said, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. You were like, you were like, I don't know. Okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah. I was like, next question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that moment. Like, next. I was trying to avoid the question. Because? Because I didn't know the answer. And then Moishi taught me one of the most important lessons, that I have this conversation daily with people. 
when they don't know the direction where they're going, when they don't know the, the, the kind of things that they want. We specifically spoke about business. You were, you were like, what kind of business do you have? But you don't even ask yourself the question. Because at that point, when we were talking, this wasn't existing. Weber Media, the successful company, wasn't, dare wasn't happening. You dream dare, to this direction. Exactly. And that was your point. Like, look, I just asked you what water is and you gave up. Just imagine how you're giving up on your dreams, on your life, on your the type of partner that you want, the health that you want. So ask yourself the question, because that's a conversation I have most of the time with people. They call me, what business can I go in? Ellie, you're so successful, you have a few businesses. What, what can I go into? I'm like, did you ask yourself the question? Yes, of course I did. I don't have an answer. I don't know. <laughs> okay, did you ask yourself the question again? Again, again, I mentioned this in a magazine this week also, where they interviewed me, I said the same thing. I had a list of 10 ideas of options of what I can do. I put my mind to, th- to, you know, to think every single day. I remember some of them. So, yeah, and we were planning just, we, then we would, we would visualize, by the way, together. Mm-hmm. Um, we would visualize having the success, the business, the life, and we were laughing. We were really feeling it, by the mm-hmm. way. It, was, it went through the, our entire body and, because it worked. It worked. A few months later, after we did all of these things, Weber Media started, right away got clients easily. You got the courage. Um, the first step, yeah. I think for me, that was like one of the most inspiring parts of your journey was the courage you took to quit your job. Yeah. Because you were in such a safety and comfortable place. Yeah. You were like terrified of taking that jump, that leap of faith, that yeah. quantum leap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's that was so inspiring but you taking that job that jump it was like burning all bridges right like right. you were like okay i really have to do this now right. i have nothing to fall back on it's yeah. only me and, and i'm clearly gonna say that it, and i'm saying this so that people should learn i can clearly say i don't think i would have been able to do it without a friend of course i give myself the credit for the work that i actually did but without that friend to guide me to show me where the lies and the stories that i told myself i don't think i could have done it the lesson here is get a friend. Either pay for a friend or pay for a coach and it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Or make go find a friend because it's very hard sometimes when you're stuck in a situation to, to get out of this. Yeah, we need so, the support. It's important. Yeah. So then one of the things we discussed was law of attraction, how everything that comes to us is attracted. And I think that that was very, very powerful. And I said earlier, like you said, that uh, if you, it's the fastest way. And I said it's the only way. What I meant by that is that we, the law of attraction, it's, that's why it's called a law. A law means that it's always operating. Yeah. If we're aware of it or not, or not, or even if we disagree with the fact that it operates, it right. still operates that way. Right. And it's a whole deep conversation for itself. Right, yeah. like this whole concept of the details of how the right. law of attraction works, and for someone that listens to this podcast right now and wants to know exactly where to find uh, amazing details about the law of attraction, that would be probably my first answer would be go on YouTube and listen to Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor, yeah, right. So I want to say, Lavrocha. He, yeah, two years now, two two years, I think. Yeah. Um, I want to say because this is the the bottom line, in my opinion, and then we'll see much what else you want to add. Um, to me, everything has been working on the methods really that he taught me, which was law of attraction, manifestation, um, and, and um, affirmations. And I think that they all tie together because mm-hmm. you're, you're attracting what you're believing, you're visualizing what you want to see, and the visualization brings you closer to your dreams. 
affirmations affirms your visualizations, beliefs, law of attraction. But what I want to say is, and I never shared these things, the amount of things that I've attracted into my life, it's real. It works every time. We had, me and Moishi had for a very long time, every day we would say a certain thing that we attracted that day. And it just comes to show how powerful it is. I, I want to give one example. Last week, I was sitting... You can give one example, but I just... <laughs> I am a witness that every good thing you have in your life right now... Was a <laughs> ...is something that you consciously attracted. You yeah. said, I'm going to attract yeah. this. You made... You did the exercises. You did what was yeah. needed to be done in order to get it. Yeah. And you got it. Right. Right? Yeah, correct. All of them. Yeah, thank you, Moshi. I want to give one example. Last week, Monday... I was in a bad spot. Yeah, that happens for me. A bad spot. I didn't You're feel it. I didn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood. I wasn't feeling energized. I felt like I'm just, ugh. And I remember going onto my phone and writing down three specific things about how I feel, about my business something, and about relationship something. That same day, and I, said, I wrote it down and I said it 10 times. Affirming it, feeling it, really. You wrote it down as an affirmation. As something if that it's you already want. happening. Yes. Something that you want as yeah. an affirmation, as if it's yeah. already, already happened. Right. I said, I'm so happy and grateful. Now that I have these things, that I have a, right. a relationship, Back that I have business, away. yeah, and I have the money. That day, I ended up going to a business show, something that I haven't done in many, many months because I didn't have the energy. I didn't, I didn't want to go. At the business show, I met a girl and we went out, something also that I didn't do in many, many months because I didn't feel like it, I wasn't right. up to it. And that was the relationship thing you wrote down. Yeah, that was the relationship thing I wrote down. And a couple of business opportunities just randomly presented themselves to me. So I'm just showing from writing it down one time, saying it, I said it out 10 times and I still am saying it, reading it out loud, but really feeling it, it happened in my life. So this means wherever you are in your life, Take control of this. Take this as a lesson that you can, you can write down your own destiny and take charge of it. No matter where you are, no matter how you feel, no matter what you're doing, you can with affirmations and, 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 um, or visualization and putting yourself into that healthy headspace, you can attract anything that you want. Who doesn't want that? Don't we all want everything that we want? And this is such an easy method to get to it. Right. And I think the, the, the very important part that you play as a very, very great example in this thing is that most people today want instant gratification. We don't yeah. have patience. Um, and you were willing to take this journey every time you heard about a new idea, a new concept uh, in the law of attraction, you were willing to to do it and practice it for as long as it takes without knowing when yeah. or how long it's going to take. You were like, I know it's going to work regardless. I just don't know if it's going to take me a day or a year or 10 for that matter. But I'm going to do it until it's happening. I want that car. Yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I want... I want to I'm laughing because now I have the car, I have the business. Yeah. Wow. So thank you for recognizing that because I have seen how affirmations really work in my life and it's beautiful and I I would ask you all to try it you know that's 
That's and putting not only in affirmations, right? Like all yeah, the exercises and really putting in positivity. Too. And by the way, I'm glad we had this conversation because yeah, I too. feel like I took so much of the things and memories that we created together and just brought it up to the surface again, just to remind me of because I because I also feel like I I'm going through stuff in my life now. Like I feel like I've I'm also not an, uh, always where I want to be or just trying to figure things out and just having this conversation where, where I'm seeing I think seeing that means how, that you're alive. Yeah, <laughs> thank no, you. No, like when you have everything, you have nothing right. to grow, nothing, well, like what are you doing here? Right. Like but it's I, boring. I think a sense of direction is really what happened between us, why it was so magical. I had no direction before we met and then I had direction, especially with that list, as I mentioned, like 15 things that I changed in my daily life. Um, whether it was exercise or davening or learning every day or just eating healthy, not being on social media, having Remember limits. Remember our these walk things. started? Yeah. How yeah. long? How long was our walk? Uh, we did every day, uh, 30 minutes, 45 30, minutes. It started with 30 minutes. Yeah. And that was me challenging you. You were like, no, 30 minutes is so long. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I never exercised. And now how long can you walk? I'd walk every day, 45 minutes. So right. three miles I walk right. every day. And, then and I go walk, to the gym every day. Right. And we walk 30 minutes. We walk like grandpas. Right. Right. Like yeah. really slow. <laughs> yeah. You were I like telling me, hey, slower. I was, I was, I think, 300 pounds at that time. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, my point, my point is not to like laugh about that time. My point is yeah. like to bring out like your dedication yeah. to change things. Um, just for the record, I feel so machizic from after this conversation. So I know, Moishi, for you, you also have a burning desire and a passion to help people. That's just really your mission completely, yeah. by the yeah. way. Like, I'm an entrepreneur, and whatever, but this is your purpose. And if you want to talk about it, like why you want to help people or how you feel you can help people. Um, I, think, I think literally this is my purpose, my mission, why God created me and sent me down here and made me go through whatever I went through. Yeah. Um, obviously, it also has that element of me having to heal me. And whatever my soul, on a soul level, on a spiritual level, needed healing, maybe from pe past and in some sense also generational right. uh, uh, traumas that I need to heal. Um, but I, in my own imagination and maybe from a place where I find comfort, um, I tell myself that to go through what I went through on such a high scale... Uh, it has to be something way more than just myself. It's way bigger than myself. And that's why I think that whatever I went through that shaped me into the person that I am and that I have the knowledge and experience that I have and understanding, specifically the understanding mm -hmm. to people um, and being able to help them, I think that it was specifically so I can help others and that is my mission. And with that came the present of like the gift that God gave me of enjoying it. Like right. I literally, if I don't do this, I feel empty. If I do it, I feel alive. I feel good. Right. Literally, this is my food. This is my air to breathe. It's so simple to me. So I have no doubt in my mind if this is what I need to do. This is my mission. Like nothing wow. and no one can change my mind on that. Wow. People have tried like, and because it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a journey that is like for a lot of people, it's like take a job, right. make money, and then you'll pursue your dreams or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm wasting my time when I'm working in construction or whatever. Right. Like, no, I don't want that. Right. If I can't do what I'm supposed to do, 
Right. I don't want to do anything. How is it that you always know spot on what my problem at least is? But I know for other people, I know I speak to many friends that are also friends with you and they know that Moishi is just the guy. It can help him with the Eidazach, like whether it's relationship or business or whatever, like Zavais and Dib is the mensch. Your journey. But if you can give me a little bit of a secret ingredient, what is it? I, I want to learn this. <laughs> yeah. What is it? No, what, what is it that you have? And in, I'm going to, two parts of this question. What do you have? And you, I want you to give me now a technique and maybe also for others, but at least for me. How can I be that kind of person? Maybe for myself to be able to do it. And second of all, to be able to help other people the way you helped me. Yeah, sign up for coaching. Sign up for coaching, yeah. But uh, first, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. And it is Siata Dishmai. It is from God. It is from Hashem. And it's something that I didn't necessarily work on. It's not something that I gave myself. But in one word, it is clarity, and it's a blessing, it's a gift. But to develop that gift, I think Hashem puts in everyone a gift. Steve Harvey talks a lot about it, and I want to mention a Toyota that my father showed me a while ago, more than a year ago, mm-hmm. and it was relevant this week, Shabbos Parsha, yeah. and I'll mention it in a minute. Um, and my point is that everyone has a gift, but the gift is not non-developed and we have to put in the work to develop it that that's what hashem wants us to do like this is part of our mission and for example to know what the person needs to hear again as i said it's totally completely siata deshmaya and as i said before we started this uh, podcast i said like we were talking and i said that every single time or most of the times, I try to make an effort to do it every single time before I answer or before I start a session with a client or before I have a conversation with a friend. Like when someone asks me something, if you'll ask me sometimes a question and you'll see me go like this, you'll know what I'm doing. Wow. I, I say to Hashem, please, oops, mm-hmm. please put in the right words in my mouth, the right words that this person needs to hear right now to have the healing that he needs. Yeah. So it's not me. I see myself as the vessel that Hashem uses, and I'm blessed and honored right. to have that. Oh my! Now, as a tip, I what, yeah, what, uh, I, what I that use, was beautiful. That, right. uh, so, giving it over to know, Hashem, <laughs> I want to know what you use. Yeah. So, so how I developed that gift is you mentioned that word. I listen. I listen, I'm Baruch Hashem, I practiced a lot of listening, and I'm very interested in developing my listening. Yeah, you taught me listening also. <laughs> I was a mess in the beginning, remember? Because mm-hmm. I'm the comedian, I'm a, I speak, that's what right. I do for a living. Right. To me, listening Don't is like a whole... Don't shut me up and just I, You know what I do when I'm on the phone? I'm sorry for not acting. Like, I check the time. Like, I have people that I speak to, and I, and I decide, okay, for the first 10 minutes... I'm right. not saying anything. And then until 10 minutes, I don't talk at all. Right. So I'm just saying how I practice listening. I think it's something that so many people are missing out. Right. Or they're giving false advice when it's not needed. But anyway. Right. That's also part of, the, of what listening is not, is like giving advice. Advice, yeah. Like when I tell you what I did and or yeah. what I'm experiencing and you start to fix it. Like, hey, yeah. I didn't ask you for that. Like, right. Unless I tell you, I want right. advice. 
So the technique you use. So I I, I did a lot of. Listen, yeah. uh, I I I enjoy bettering my listening skills. Okay. Okay. So when I have the opportunity, I find a new idea that I haven't heard till now. Right. I like. Oh wow! I need to implement this. Right. Like right. I love improving my listening skills, and I have been loving it for a while. So I've been working hard on my listening skills. And with that said, I listen very, very deeply to what a person says. I listen so deeply that I also listen to what they're not saying. Uh-huh. I, 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 I listen to the specific type of words that they use, how they say it. I also listen to the body language. And when I say listen, I don't mean my, with the ear. I listen yeah. with my eyes. Like I read the person. Like how you say something or how you hesitate to say something, even you say it at the end. Like... All these details, they make a difference. And okay. from there, I really understand what you're saying, even if you didn't physically explain yourself well in the words. And if I'm not clear, I can ask you to get to get me clarity, but, but I have that clarity in my question. Like I have this one detail that I want to make sure. You yeah. know what I'm talking about when yeah. I ask you a question, like where I understand what you're saying, yeah. I just make sure yeah. of one specific detail. Yeah. From that place of understanding... And really, really understanding, again, is a sasiyat that like it's from Hashem, it's a gift that I have the right words. I, I, I'm not taking credit for the right words right. at the right moment. It's something that comes into me. Uh, I feel like I'm asking you a question that you don't have the answer to. No, I to. don't. I'm telling you. It's like intu- I just wanted <laughs> like, to say it's like intuition. I listen to my intuition. It's intuition. Yeah. I really. I, I've called you with many big problems. I remember, I'll give one example. One night I remember committing to Shatchan to go out with a girl. And then I'm like, Moishi, um, I don't know what's happening to me, but just darkness came all over me. And I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I spoke to the shotgun. I trust the shotgun. I trust going out. I think it's the right thing to do to go out with the girl. And you were like, wow. Like, you were just, you just opened my mind to explain to me why I said yes to something I really believe that is a no. And that was just messing with me. It, it just completely tore me apart. So that's the kind of ability that you have that is just amazing. It's just wow. Yeah. You, if you, but you also, should study it. I don't, you have yeah. to study it for yourself, yeah. Moshe right, Bemis, right. to, to know, know what, what it is. What's your method? Right. So it is my intuition. But I also, I also, I realized why you were talking because you said that I, I explained to you why you said yes. And I realized that you used these choice of words because probably because you wanted to say a whole. 10 minute explanation in one sentence because I don't just hear you with your struggle and then explain to you why you did something. I ask questions, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I also My think questions <laughs> are directed, meaning to say, so you tell me that you said something, that you did something, and you tell me, I don't know why I did that. And I'm like, why did you do that? Well, right? I make you think in the direction. Like I, I guide you with my questions to find the answer you're looking for it within me. I don't give you the answer. You give it to yourself. I guide you to find it. Okay? And then you're like, wow, you gave me clarity. Which I just asked questions. You gave yourself the clarity because you were willing to ask yourself these these questions and answer them honestly to yourself without going into denial. That's a very good explanation, by the way. Thank you. But these questions come from intuition. The moment you talk it out and you explain it and you... And you have the right person over there to challenge you. Because some people do the opposite. Some people are like, what's the problem? Just go out with a girl. You were like, Ellie, do you really want to go out with her? And I was like, no. 
But you could have said, just go out, just be a gever, you know, just... Let it go. Yeah, let it yeah. go. <laughs> just go out, challenge yourself. You're very good with that. Because I, some of my, I was going to say maybe with me you're very good because I don't have big problems. But no, many of my questions are, are on a very... Don't belittle. Yeah, 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 no, I'm just saying, but I'm saying many of my questions are on a thin line. Like, you know, I, like I can give you the full explanation why yes... And why not? We've done this many times with really difficult situations and scenarios, whether it was relationships or business or certain things where one little thing that you could have said could have gone completely that way or the other way, but you always knew what to do. And, and that came from asking the right question, which comes from my intuition, which is a gift from God. So this technically, you can do it on yourself. Right, but, but you can, could maybe teach me how to do it for others. So, so I can I can tell you I can maybe help you find your intuition's voice and trust it and listen to it, like guide you there. Mm -hmm. But I can't give you a gift <laughs> that, it, that the is not mine. That you have, right? Like I can't I can't make you. But, but you're saying. But I'm telling you, everyone's intuition. If you really listen to your intuition, your your intuition is every single person on this planet. Wow. The intuition guides. To the right place you need to go right if you only dare to listen and follow right oh i wanted to say uh, uh, uh about the last week this previous Shabbos, Tetzave. so the the hashem says to moisha anahan to moisha to moisha Rabani, um go and find people go tell people what's the solution and the pussy goes on. So the piece, basically these, these words mean you should talk my life to all my life means means a uh, 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 smart people. Uh, but the definition of the words is smart, smart in their heart. Wow. And I think I think when the Toyota calls the heart, it's the subconscious, by the way. That's what okay. I think. Asher milaisiv riachachmo. That I, Bashefir, Hashem, filled him, the hearts, the kliga hearts, with the smartness. Yeah. Okay? So... The plain, simple translation in the Pusik is that Hashem tells Moshe, go tell these specific people that I made them smart, that they should make me the Mishkan and all these mm -hmm. things that I want for the Mishkan. But the Hassam Soifa says that, that Hashem told Moshe, go tell everyone, go tell the people that they all have a smartness within them. Wow that I put in there and it only comes out when you are when you've been told that you have it and it's not that someone needs to tell you it's that you need to take it in if you accept that you have within you a smartness guided directly from Hashem which we call intuition if you know about it if you accept it if you like for some people might be like, yeah, well, I hear people talking about intuition. I have no idea what that is, blah, 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 or whatever. This person would probably not find it with that attitude, right? Wow. But for someone that 
can hear that idea and then are like, oh, wow. So I also have that within me. Let me go and find it. With that open mind, they will find it and it will develop to something amazing. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a gift. Wow. Everyone is put here to do something and not something just like, yeah, some people are here to do great things and some people are just here to fit in to the whole picture of the puzzle. I no, just, everyone is here to do a big part. I'm emotional when you say that because I feel like you saw this version of me before it ever happened. But Emma's, that was really your, your, and you kept on saying it. You kept That's, on, you kept on saying, Ellie F. Weber, the best an amazing mensch and uh, the, like, and it was just, it meant a lot to me. It meant, it meant, uh, uh, it was just, it was, it was, it was what I needed to hear. And, and here I am, by the yeah. way. And it's, and uh, I'm glad. you know, so. so. So that is actually my thing. Like one of the things that I enjoy so much about what I do is because I believe in the good of everyone. Okay. And with that, like when I, I'm being honest with myself, when I sit down with a client, like, or someone wanting to be my client, if I think that they, that I can't help them, I will tell them. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I will tell them, hey, you're not ready to heal. You want to be a victim. Get out of my office. Right? Yeah. I will not say it this way. But if I feel that I can't provide them the best right. that I can offer, I will be honest with that. Right. And being that said, everyone that I do offer my services in any kind of way, should it be a friend as a friend of the conversation or yeah. another client, um, it's with that image of seeing them achieving whatever greatness they want to achieve and only from that picture of me seeing them there only from that place oh, wow. i can work with you with guiding you there wow and that works also for you to get yourself somewhere like right uh, we, we spoke oh, wow. about the law of attraction about it it's the same thing it's like you have to see yourself getting the place you like you i can't be like okay hashem i need money he's gonna send you a quarter yeah that's money isn't it yeah Right? So, but okay, I have a vision. I see myself with $10,000 right. in the next two months. Right. right? Okay, it's reasonable. For me, it makes sense. And by the way, you were talking about reasonable. I remember now, you were talking earlier, like the goals have to be reasonable. Something that's reasonable for you might not be reasonable for me. Right? right? Like the car you attracted, and for you, it made so much sense to attract that in the amount of time that you attracted it. I know so many people that would be like, nah, it's not possible, <laughs> not, not so fast, right? Yeah. And so, and so, and, and so some other person is sitting, sitting down somewhere, somewhere right now and is like writing down his new goal for this month, for March. By the end of March, I'm making a million dollars. And for them, it makes so much sense, right? right? Because they're a millionaire or whatever the reason is, and they'll achieve it, Yeah. right? And it's not about because they're a millionaire or because they wrote it down. It's because they, they are capable of believing it. Right. right. So coming back, um, me as a coach, you see. I have I have to be able to see you where I'm coach, like be the person that I'm coaching you to be. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. Like I'm like trying to do something that I don't believe I can do. Right. Yeah. And obviously, for you to get wherever it is in life, with a coach or without a coach, like whatever it is, you also need to be able to see yourself. And that goes for everyone, for myself as well. I need to be able to see myself at that place where I want to go. If I can't see myself there, that's me not going there. Yeah. Right? Um, wow. The, the realization of the day for me was that I can't believe how far I came from when we met till this day. 
I truly did not appreciate enough. I'm not beating myself up. I, I do appreciate every day. I give gratitude. I try, but I. You're saying this because. But I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't appreciated enough. Like the the car I drive, the business I own, the money I make, the people I have, the health. The what I I know. My focus is definitely a lot more on what I don't have yet than what I have, and I want to completely change that from this podcast going on. You, most podcasts I come New out with one major resolution. Like and that. this will be the one to just appreciate what I have. I mean, it's just crazy the journey that and we went on. Not in the future. Now. Now. I am appreciating, right? From from now. And and to use some of those tools that work. We spoke about way, this, this also many times. Range Rover is passing right now. <laughs> I have to do this. This Range Rover is passing oh, right wow. now. Okay. I Yo, was I on the that. way That's here. That's my dream car, by the way. That's one That's after your... the other dream car that I have parked outside. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, so I, I was, love that. I was on the way here and with my father yeah. and and we saw a Range Rover. My father asked me something about the Range Rover. We made a conversation and in my head I was like, I'm gonna look for for a new Range Rover to show my father how the new one looks because I said it's it's really nice. <laughs> and and, just, it, <laughs> and it just passed. Yeah. I, I knew I knew I'm gonna see one today. Yeah, but it, <laughs> okay. it, now it just happened. That's right. So I had to cut you off. I'm sorry about that. Thank you. No, I'm going to, we spoke about this many times, people have something that works, but they stop doing it because it worked. I feel like for me, many times, affirmations, some of these things are the things that I stopped doing because it actually worked. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to put it back into action. Um, so you were saying you're going to appreciate, you're appreciating. And I'm going to appreciate, You are appreciating. I am, I am. I appreciate right now. Amazing. Anything else you want to add, Moshi? I want to thank you for being my friend. You no, were thank you for coming out, by the way, before whole time. I <laughs> Yeah, but this whole time... You made the way to the studio, so thank of you. Of course, and, and, and this whole time you were talking about how much I, I helped you, yeah. right? And how much I've been there for you, and, and thank you for coming. You made this whole way out, right? Yeah. And I just want to say, like, I've benefited from this friendship equally, as much as you did, or maybe even more. I don't Thank even you. know. I, 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 I think I did. Thank okay? you. And, and it's an honor that you invited me to come here, right? Like, I feel privileged to be here yeah. with you on this podcast. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you as a friend. And you're also my coach in so many ways. I mean, we've Thank talked you. about this. You know this. Thank you. So many times that I call you, for things that I need coaching in, and I'm like, yeah, thank you. I, I I'm just grateful. I um, I'm grateful because I feel like so much of uh, many of our friends that we have, I feel like for myself is what we is the friendships that we built in the last few years. And I'm saying this so that people are not shy to let go of some of their old friends that are dragging them down. Because when they let go of the old friends, automatically they're making space for new friends that will really change their life. Yeah. Most of the people that change my life on a daily basis, people like you and other people, are people that I became close to them in the last few years. Right. So, I've, of course, I do have childhood friends and stuff like that. But don't be shy to make yourself a friend because that really sums up our conversation over mm -hmm. here. I think people are going to see this. With the right are going to see our friendship and what we built together and say, wow, maybe I can also find the right person, yeah. the right coach. It's the, the right, right surroundings. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It should wow. be a friend, should be a coach, should be a Rebbe, should right. be you name it. Yeah. It's the right surroundings. Like you're, they say you're the average of, 
of the five people you're surrounded with. Yeah. And that's why I always look around like, who are my five closest people? Like, I need to elevate. We talked about this on Friday. I said, I need to, I need to be more around more successful people. I want to elevate my success. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, I said you that. You told me that you made a... Nice. I want to just give a word from our sponsor that sponsored this uh, studio. Um, they do the Yeshiva Chalat now for Piram especially, or they do any kind of printing that you want to do on clothing or mugs, or they have a store actually um, in Flatbush. The company is, the website is www.onppromos.com, or you can call 718-909-6340 and uh, get them to do beautiful work for you. Especially now with the Shiva Chalatan people make and uh, or anything, any other promotional thing that you want to make for Peter Mishlach Munas or for a business or for if you're setting up a new store or a brand, they'll give you the, all the sweatshirts and hoodies and beautiful, nice um, stuff that they can print for you. And make sure to follow Moishi, to follow him through his WhatsApp status. Um, should we give the number? What's the number? 917. Nine one seven two five one two five one one nine nine three one nine nine three, and make sure to follow on Instagram at Moishi Jung. Moishi Jung, or it's Jung? spelled with the J. It's pronounced with the Y. So it's Moishi Jung at Moishi have, have Jung. Have you heard of Carl Jung? Yes, Einical. Yeah, Not I, I always say Einical. Um, and uh, and consider coaching if you need somebody to coach or a good friend. You can have a free uh, twenty-minute call. Or just call him if you need chizik or anything like that. Moshi is a nice guy. And if you want to set up coaching, I would recommend that. As you heard in the past, he was my, uh, he still is. And all the stories that we had. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like this episode, subscribe. Please leave a comment um, and tell us how you felt about this episode. It really means a lot. It really helps out the algorithm. It really helps me for the next show. So I would love thank the you so much. And we love the feedback. So thank you so much. And Moshi, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.